When you think of a Texan, you probably picture a cowboy, maybe even a kid riding to school on a horse. And while that's sometimes the case, it doesn't quite fit for everyone. Texans come in all shapes, sizes, ethnicities, and backgrounds. And that's why the Austin American Statesman is proud to present Truly Texan, a podcast showcasing all the different people that make the Lone Star State so unique. Today, we're speaking with Fernando Palomo, a Texas-based artist who currently has an exhibition at Unchained Art Contemporary Gallery in Austin. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. So for our listeners, can you introduce who you are and what you do? Uh, yes, I am Fernando Palomo. Uh, I'm a local painter and artist, Texas, born and raised, I guess, and a bike fanatic. Were you born in Austin or were you born elsewhere in Texas? I am originally from Fort Worth, Texas. Born and raised in Fort Worth, um, I didn't really step my toes and uh, into Austin until I was in my late teens. I guess I would come for the party scene once in a while, a few shows, but then uh, I really moved here. I guess I had an address. My first address uh, was back in 2007-ish. After that, uh, I think I lived here for about a year and a half, and then I decided to move back to Colorado for a little while. I had lived in Denver for about three years back in 99. I was popping in and out of Texas uh, from Colorado, and uh, and it just takes a friend to, to coerce you to you know, move back. So we talked a little bit before this about your upbringing, how you had this fun, interesting little dichotomy of a city boy dad and a country <laughs> mom. Can you talk a bit about that and just what your upbringing was like in Fort Worth? Well, I grew up in a small town, uh, not central Fort Worth, but in the outskirts, west, west uh, Fort Worth um, County, tall, white settlement. And uh, back in those days, and I say back in those days because, uh, you know, it was like um, early and mid-70s, I guess. Um, you know, I grew up like any kid, just playing around and and most of my neighbors um, were, were either um, more into that country life and having, like, like I said earlier, uh, my mother being from a, a farm, a farm family and more of a rancher type girl. Um, she, uh, she was Texan herself, uh, born and raised in Texas. And, you know, my father was, was originally from Monterrey, Mexico. I got two different um, personalities there. And, uh, but my father being a city boy, was a little more like uh, your typical hustler likes to like to work and enjoyed um, his carpentry and like I told you earlier Hannah uh, my uncle being a cowboy yeah I was I was that little kid with the toy pistols I would uh, go to the stables and hang out with my uncle while he shoes you know his horses and something about that horse smell I enjoyed you know it's it's kind of weird it's hard to describe but um, it's it's uh you know, anytime I smell that, it, it takes me back, you know, certainly does. As a child, mm-hmm. were you interested in art? And that's one of the big things we're talking about today, one of your big passions. I came off as a really shy kid and very bashful and shy. And uh, I got my first taste of uh, being an artist as a young kid. I, that's all I would do is just draw. Uh, I would create a little world of my own on paper. If it wasn't uh, something out of my head, I would certainly see a newspaper cartoon or something and try to mimic that. I just try to copy it as best as possible. And then comic books come into the picture too, you know, and that was my first taste of the pen and pencil. My mother encouraged me to keep doing that, but my father, um, he had many different 
jobs, you know. Uh, but at one uh, one time, he uh, he was a printer. He would have all these fresh stacks of large paper, you know, that were basically poster size. And uh, so to keep me occupied, you know, um, he would just take one of those blue pens out of his pocket, shirt pocket, and he would say, here you go, go, you know, get out of my way, just stay over there and do your thing. And it also kept me from getting my hands, you know, caught in the press, you know, <laughs> things like that. But that, that was, my, I think, my first, um, silly as it is, sometimes a blue pen that, that goes click, um, takes me back uh, to those childhood years, you know. Another one of your big passions that you were telling me about is biking. Yeah. Did, is that also something that you got into as a kid? I did. But then later on, um, I got inspired to ride the bike sort of competitively and for distance uh, back in fresh out of high school, I would say, sometime around 85, 86. I was pedaling around a little more competitively because uh, my brother was into cycling and he started working at a bicycle shop. And so I would go over there and pay him a visit. And, you know, anytime a fresh bicycle would come into, into the showroom, I would be I would just kind of uh, save up money, save up coin to get it, you know. So I started riding bike for distance, and my brother had friends as well from that whole industry. And then you do those organized rides where you, you want to do 100 miles here and there, the Wichita Falls hotter than hell 100, things like that. That was brutal. Done that a few times, but, man, paid the price. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, I raced a little bit. Not that I was super good or anything but uh it was fun in those days uh lance was the, even as a teenager he was uh if you race locally and you got into a criterium and if he showed up yeah you're getting smoked you know you're certainly getting smoked and he certainly did that to a lot of us <laughs> but uh when people say oh you raced against lance i mean i i don't know i just happened to be in the same criterium just a few times after that i just uh Fell in love with the bicycle and always used it not just to get around, but I guess it was, again, it was just uh, a good therapy session for me to endure some pain and be sore for the next two, three days. Till this day, I, I, I kind of like to hurt myself that way, you know. It's a good mental thing. It just clears my mind and I think creatively, believe it or not. I think that's where I gain a lot of my inspiration, turning those pedals and it just sends me off somewhere, I guess, you know. It resets me. When did you decide that you wanted to take art more seriously and attend an art institute? I remember I was just doing some, I was young and I wasn't as prolific as I am now, but I would get into these, I, I should say, lower brow art shows locally. So I got my first taste of like displaying some pieces in Fort Worth. But it was an art teacher in high school that was just um, encouraging me to because I studied to be a commercial artist. I thought that's what I wanted to do. And then come to find out, it really wasn't for me. I, I you know, everything's just due last week. And, and I guess also um, the rejection that you get from that, um, that industry sometimes. And, and so uh, I remember running into my old art teacher and she asked me, how's, how's life? Uh, it's going, it's going. But um, I was a little disappointed to tell her that I didn't, you know, come through as a commercial artist. And she said, you know, you sh certainly should concentrate on being a fine artist, you know, and just go that route. You know, it's, it's not always about, you know, that hustle. And uh, it's not always about stressing yourself over stuff like that. Just paint, create for fun if, if you can. And a lot of times, you know, art can be always stressful because uh, 
you know, it's it's challenging. It's a challenging um, industry for sure, and it's very competitive. There's so many great artists um, within reach, you know, that that are just doing some amazing stuff, and and that actually just uh, it really is more inspiring than anything. I, I I can't say I get jealous when someone is successful doing that. I, I think it's really inspiring. You know, if anything, I I get frustrated at myself for not not being as prolific or or maybe uh, when I should be painting, sometimes I, I I jump on the bike and I'm putting too many too many hours on the bike instead, you know. Um, but uh, it's a balance, I guess, that we all try to try to have in our life. But so yeah, I went to the Art Institute of Dallas for a little while and uh, tried some commercial art jobs, and and then I just thought, you know, I would do some stuff for the newspaper, you know, things like that. Nothing nothing to brag about. But I already had some of that creative insight as a kid, like I was telling you. Um, constantly drawing when I should be socializing, meeting new friends and people. Uh, I think my friends <laughs> were on paper. <laughs> Crazy thing to say. But uh, I started doing shows here and there. And then, of course, local businesses were always like, well, we could use a mural or we could use a, a new menu for our restaurant. So I'd do little little jobs like that. And, you know, they look good on paper. And that's, uh, that's how I used to get from one job to another, believe it or not. I tried a little bit of everything, you know. Um, I think I was copying a lot of artists that were out there as well. Till this day, you know, I don't know what my style is, but I, whatever it is, I just continue doing what I know and how I know it. I get it. I guess one of the best compliments for me is when someone says, is this your piece? And sure enough, uh, I'll say, yes. And then they'll say, I thought so. I could always tell when it's your work. So I think that's a compliment in itself, you know. Um, but my work has changed uh, quite a bit. It's something that I have to keep on doing, you know, no matter how hard and difficult it is and how challenging it is, you know, to stay afloat as a, as a painter or an artist. I always had to have, you know, um, a true job on the side and at nine to five. And there's, there's some jobs that'll either inspire you to do more art or some jobs will just suck the life out of you. So you got to pick the right one, uh, I guess. Like I told you earlier, I was working in the bicycle industry for a little while and now I'm trying to do this full time now, I guess. It's nice to have family that'll open up a door and say, hey, why don't you just kick back for a while and do your thing? I know you said you still can't quite describe or say what your style is, but what do you tend to find yourself drawing? What kind of themes or messages mm. or even life experience do you tend to put on paper? I paint or draw, uh, paint, I create, I guess, um, people, right? Um, I love anatomy. I love um, faces, expressions, and such. Made up people uh, on canvas. Someone will ask me, wow, is, is this someone you know? No, not at all. It's just uh, it's someone I created. My work always, uh, it's, it's always like almost like portrait-like style. And a lot of my drawings get a little surreal, though. You know, I, It's funny, I do have pieces that are... Um, kind of dark some are sad and then of course there's others that are just a little more vibrant and I, I guess you know you're just pretty much painting your emotions at the time so um, and that's what that canvas will will get just depending on how one is feeling or one's going through something these people that I create um, it's just from the top of my head and the funny thing is sometimes it can be someone that I've met in my lifetime, you know, uh, whether it feels like last week or 
a few years ago. The more I do that, it seems to, I create the same person quite a bit or quite often. Uh, I had one person at the, uh, at my show, they asked me if that was me in this one particular painting. And uh, I said, no, that's, that's not me at all. I said, well, you know, there's some similarities in your, your features with this, um, this person in this canvas here. I hear that artists will, will do that without even trying, I guess. It just, uh, it just comes out and you're like, oh, maybe I was trying to paint myself a little bit. Maybe I was putting myself in that scene again, um, being in that imaginary world, you know. I know you said, I hope this makes sense, but when you were younger, you were shy and you felt like your friends were kind of more on paper and now you're super into portraits, anatomy, and just people. Do you think there's kind of a connection between drawing people and kind of having a shyness? Like maybe it's easier to approach humanity from an artistic (laughs) perspective? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I I think for me, even till this day, you know, I'm, I'm not the most confident person to walk, say if there's a crowded room, right? And there's only one way out the door. Uh, and I have to walk through like this, you know, ocean of people. Um, I'll walk around the crowd and then out that door. You know, that's, <laughs> I think I'm still a little shy for sure. Yeah, I think uh, as a kid, it, I, I guess it'll never wear off, Hannah. I think it's, uh, I'm still that kid creating some imaginary world there to where I feel comfortable in. No one on that paper is going to judge me. Kind of weird how that is, but um, but yeah, I think it's a it's a safe place. Certainly a safe place. It's a world that I feel comfortable in. You, know. you currently have an exhibition at Unchained Art Contemporary Gallery, and it's your right. first show in Austin, right? First solo show. Nice, amazing. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Can you tell me about that and just what works you have on display and if there's maybe like an overall theme to them or? Uh, At the moment, these pieces are kind of all over the place. Um, There's some pieces that are quite current and I do have some pieces dated from 2017 to 19, something like that. There's a lot of similarities because, you know, they're of people. It's, It's certainly contemporary, but it's nothing too contemporary, I would say. I mean, there's still a little bit of a a little classic touch in them. I ask that everyone should stop by and just uh, take a gander, you know, and just uh, see my work. It, uh, it's the reason why I do it for it, really. You know, I just want to, like every artist, they want as many eyes they can get, right, uh, to, to see their work. What's it been like for you to have this first solo show and to have people coming in to see your work? Mm, uh it's been exciting, but at the same time, some artists are highly confident in their work. And some of us, you know, are a little shaky sometimes, you know, we're like, what are the, you know, what are the people going to think? And are people going to think it's bad art? Or are people going to come in saying, oh, I could do that? So you have that in the back of your mind sometimes. But I think the positive always outweighs the bad. I've been getting a lot of compliments and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous having this solo show. It was my first show uh, in a few years. But, yeah, it's been really exciting. I've been really charged, you know, letting people just uh, letting people know that the door's open. And uh, my work is here for another few weeks. So come by and say hi. You know, it's been good. It's been very exciting for me. As we come to the end of the interview here, there's a question that I ask everyone who comes on the podcast as a tie-in to the name, mm-hmm. and that is, for you, what does it mean to be Texan? Ooh, wow. I have to say most Texans are just downright genuine, usually, right? 
you know, everything's bigger in Texas, right? And so I think what it means to be Texan is, yeah, being genuine and, you know, um, come off as big yourself, you know, but not too big. You don't want to, you know, I've never been the type of person to be very, uh, as they say, cocky or, you know, full of themselves. I don't think so. Yeah, I just think uh, genuine, um, just to be genuine and kind, you know, because Texans are generally kind, you know. Where can people find you online? Well, at the moment, I do have my work on the Unchained Art Gallery website, right? And uh, so that is my true website. If people want to go to my Instagram, they could find my work there and probably some other nonsense on there as well. My tag is Fernopoly. Amazing. Well, thank you so very much for your time. Thank you, Hannah. I I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to tell your story on Truly Texan, head over to the Austin American Statesman website and fill out our submission form. This podcast is hosted and edited by me, Hannah Ortega. You can find me on Instagram at HannahOrtegaATX.